0: Welcome to Growing Faith, a basin city project of connecting to one another through personal history, located in a small farming community in eastern Washington. We aren't just growing crops, we're growing faith. Every person has a unique story. Listen in as we share, connect, and learn from one another. Hi, I'm Lily Casper, and today I'm going to be interviewing my grandma, Annette Casper. Um, can you share something
1: about where you grew up as a kid? I grew up here in Basin City. When I was younger, my parents had a pig farm. I don't really remember the little pigs in the south, but I do remember the wiener pigs, and there were a lot of them. And we would have to go out every Saturday, and Dad would clean off the slabs. And Jill and I would have to hold the pigs back with plywood. And we were afraid of the pigs, so it was very scary for us. (laughs) I'd be afraid of the kids. And then when we were a little bit older, he sold the pigs, and we had chickens. He had 2,000 laying hens. And I was probably in first and second, third grade when we had these chickens, and it was my job after school to go out and gather all the eggs on the lower um, chicken pens. And my sister would gather all the ones on the higher level because I couldn't reach them. And we would get several basket full of eggs every day. And then at night, we would go out, and we had a machine called a candling machine. And we would run it. There was a room in the back with it uh, that was dark with a little light and would run the eggs over the light looking for imperfections. And then it would run through the machine, and it would kind of clean them. And then as the eggs came around, it would spit them out, you know, By their size, large, medium, small. And then we would put them in eight cartons, and um, we had a walk-in cooler out there. And then on the weekends, I would go with my sister to all the little grocery stores. We would go to Warden, Othello, Mesa, Eltopia, delivering, or I should say, selling eggs to the grocery stores. That's cool. And then after the chickens, it became a dairy farm. And so growing up here in Basin City, I did a lot. we did a lot of work. The kids worked. I raised baby calves changed hand lines and that wasn't unusual for the kids in the, that lived out in the farms to work hard um, how has
0: Basin City affected your life and do you think you guys would have had a different lifestyle had you had lived somewhere
1: else well I don't know what a different lifestyle we would have had my dad probably still would have been a dairy farmer and farmer it would have been the same probably wherever we were, wherever we lived but living in Basin City we've it's kind of a there's kind of a bubble here. Um, One thing you learn living in Basin City is, first of all, everyone knew how to work. I learned how to work, and I probably would have learned that anywhere. But there were so many good people that lived here, and you could learn from their example and from their testimonies. And so I don't know how it would have been different someplace else. I don't know. But I also know that going to high school here. There weren't that many LDS kids, and we knew we were being watched and that we needed to be an example.
0: What are some of your favorite hobbies and things that you love to do?
1: Well, I love to garden and work in the yard. I enjoy reading books, and one thing that I do that is kind of crafty is not really crafty, but I make baby blankets. I make baby blankets for all my grandkids and Sometimes they want extra blankets, so I make extra blankets. <laughs> but I've made quite a few baby blankets. Nowadays, I seems like I make three blankets for every baby, so there's a lot of blankets. What kind of blankets do you make? I make crib quilts, and I make smaller blankets, and I usually use minky because it's so soft, and the, the little kids and babies love the minky.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. What life experiences have shaped your faith and testimony?
1: I would say gaining my testimony when, you know, there's a time in your life where everyone has to find out whether or not they have a testimony or whether or not they believe in the Book of Mormon. So what do you do? You read it. Um, And when I reached that age where I wanted to know, I read the Book of Mormon with the desire to know if it was true. And when I got to the end, I prayed, and I, well, actually, I prayed clear throughout it because I was so desirous. <laughs> but at the end, I prayed and to find out if it was true. I, I did Moroni's promise, and I received an answer. And it, there's no doubt in my mind whether or not the Book of Mormon is true. And I've carried that with me my whole life. You know, and every time I read it, I, I'm rea- it reaffirms my belief But just that one time when I needed to know, I got my answer. Other life experiences, I think, also is just creating my own family. And I'm working in the temple.
0: A follow-up question kind of with that is, how how has your relationship with your Savior grown or changed over that period of time?
1: I've probably had more experiences since then. I've had more prayers answered since then. One thing I know for sure, that no matter what trials I go through, I know that the Savior will understand and knows because He's experienced all, and that's always been a comfort to me. And the fact that I know that my Heavenly Father loves me and knows me.
0: I really like that. If you could go back and tell your younger self one thing, what would it be?
1: To have more self-confidence and to believe in myself and to trust in the Lord.
0: Thank you for talking to us. One of my favorite things that you said was probably, I love how you said that there's a time in your life where you just have to find out. And that, I love that you did that. And thank you for sharing that with me.
1: You're welcome.